Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Afterlife, the unofficial Collider Live After Show podcast. I'm your host, Mike. This is episode 17, and I've been on the show for 10 episodes straight. So thanks for listening thus far. Along with me is my amazing co-host. We have Sarah today. Woo! Just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just all alone. <laughs> yeah, Wade, it's, it's all good. Uh, Wade had some family stuff, so uh, he's excused for this week. We'll see him next week. And uh, Kaylin, hopefully as well. So uh, we're going to have a full house next week. So it's going to be a little light this week, and we'll see what's going to happen. So we are covering Collider Live for the first week of uh, June, uh, which is Monday, June 3rd, all the way to June 7th of the Friday, which is episode 147 to 151. Of course, every Monday they cover or talk about any spoilers from the previous uh, Schmodowns that were released. Um, they mentioned about the Schmodown team championship match between the Shire Wolves and the Odd Couple. Which I did not watch. <laughs> I will not spoil that then. Okay. Well, they already spoiled it, so. It's oh, that's fine. right. They did. Yeah. Which I missed when I listened to it at first, and then they kept going, and I was like, "Oh wait, what did he just say?" So I went back and we listened to it. I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess." Wow. Wow. Now I have to go, but now I'm really interested in it. So now yeah. I have to go and watch it. That's true. I mean, if it's spoiled like that, I mean, it's good to see how it goes out because it was really close. It was really close match. So it's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I'll definitely have to watch it. Um, but the other thing that was mentioned by uh, Christian that I like to talk about because we love to talk about vaginas. Uh, <laughs> Ro <laughs> Roxy and Emma are at the desk for a upcoming Shmodown match they're calling for, which is the first time they're ever doing that. Two females calling. It was like. Oh my god, it's so it's cool. It's about Tottenham. No, <laughs> I mean, it's... It yeah, just... that's awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of excited what match that would be, but yeah, I'm kind of excited. Because Roxy is amazing and Emma's pretty cool too, so this, that might have a good good dynamic. I really like Danielle too when she's on there. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I watch her at, uh, when she does Screen Junkies. I just think she's really fun. Same. It's cool to see everyone all mixed up. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. There's a couple of stories they talked about. Uh, let me talk about the Indiana Jones thing. So we talked about Indiana Jones last week, and uh, Harrison Ford mistakenly said, we're filming next week, but no, it's next year, Harrison. <laughs> I just thought Haven't that was... they been, like, filming for, like, a lot, like, suspected filming for a very long time? I don't know. Like, it just feels like they're always like, oh, yeah, we're filming. Oh, we're filming next year. Oh, we're filming next year. I'm like, is this movie ever going to come out? Uh, so if they're filmed next year, it might be coming out pretty soon. So the other thing that was mentioned that uh, our producer is excited about was uh, Magic the Gathering series on Netflix, which is their Rooster Bros are producing. And I just thought of a question with this because it's a fantasy kind of concept there. What kind of like fantasy property would be a good film or series itself that hasn't been made into anything? I I don't know. <laughs> I'm just... not sure. All the fantasy stuff I like has already been made into or is being made into. That's true. So... That's true. I mean, there's a lot. But there's like other like, I don't, I don't want to say remakes either, but 
Mm. There's some a lot of like '80s fantasy that I would love to see have a sequel and maybe like a like a remake because there's like a uh, legend. Oh god, legend is a good one, and I would love to see like a sequel with that somehow with really Scott coming back for that. I don't know, maybe something like that. I mean, fantasy is gonna be there no matter what. I mean, Lord of the Rings is good. The Hobbit. Yeah, I guess like there's no like Dungeons and Dragons, which I guess a lot of people compare that with. Magic the Gathering. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what I assume. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I mean, they could turn Dungeons and Dra- Dragons into a, a thing, too, because they've done that in the past with a movie, which did not go as well, and they tried to do it. Yeah. The, and they tried to do it with the anime series, which I've heard about. That was, like, in the in the 80s as well. But, oh. But actually, recently, there was, like, a car commercial. I don't remember what country it is, but it was a car commercial, and they brought back the, like... <laughs> 80s Dungeons and Dragons cartoon characters like to reality which is that's a weird commercial but they like Hmm. did a live action adaptation of like those characters like whoa what the hell (laughs) hmm okay I gotta mention this Monday because we're coming back from the big blow up that Christian had the internet went crazy they everybody made videos about it everybody's talking about it ranting Everyone went crazy, and he just pretty much straight up, for this show and Thursday, he just pretty much addressed it, addressed it, and uh, apologized for his big blow up. What did you think of his apology? It was, I understood what he was coming from. He, he understood what the ramification ramifications were when he did it, and he uh, he was very sincere about it. Um, at, at, I mean, he was heated at the moment, and I can understand how, what he was going through. But I, I've seen, like, all the feedback. I, I looked at the internet, because there was, like, comments, and there was, like, other people making over videos. Twitter. It is, like, it, it blew it up. Crazy. It blew up everywhere. And there was, like, oh, what was I? There was, like, one video I'm watching, and it said, oh, I've been a fan. He's, he said, I've been a fan of Star Wars for five years. You know, and he's and and people are like five years. You really been a fan for five years of Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so I was like, "That's not what he meant." <laughs> he totally out of context for that. But yeah, um, well, uh, I think this is gonna pass over pretty soon, and it's gonna be just gonna, everybody's gonna move on from this. And, and Hopefully. Then I, and then I've seen a lot of people on the Facebook group. Uh, posting pictures of Christian with them, and it's like, nah, I, you know, even though the big blow up, I still like this guy. He's pretty cool. So there's, yeah, there's still love out there. I've seen that. Still love. I think he was very. His apology seemed very sincere. It was very classy, and he only and when when he talked on Thursday as well, like he was only putting the blame on himself and not other people. So you could tell that he really did feel bad for blowing up and I mean like he's human and we all understand his disappointment and it was kind of a little bit unprofessional but I mean that is the show you know like the show is it has always been blow ups and being real and stuff like that but yeah I did think he handled himself very well with his apologies yeah it was very professional that way because if he didn't do it or did it a different way, that would have been made it worse for the big blow yeah. up. So yeah. he, he did a good approach with that. Uh, one last thing I liked for the Monday show is uh, a caller came in because there was an interview for that 
episode, and some of these interviews during the week are kind of hit or miss, And but the, one of the ones I wanted to ask each other was uh, comedians we love. So stand-up comedians or, like, comedians in movies, like... It's very broad, and I think it depends. Okay. Like, if, if there's stand-up, that's fine. If there's, like, actors, that's fine. They're comedians in a way. So I don't watch a lot of stand-up, which I really should. My husband's really into stand-up comedy. Okay. Um, Same. But I looked up a few that I know, like, I like. And, of course, for me, like, Robin Williams is mm-hmm. stand-up and also just a great comedian that I, I think everyone misses very dearly. Um, Aziz Ansari, I think that's how you say his last name. Um, oh, who yeah. I, yep. Yep. I okay. love him. I watched some of his stand up, and I just think he's really funny. And I, Parks and Rec is one of my favorite TV shows, and I think he's hilarious in it. Um, and of course, off of that, Amy Poehler, I think is funny stand up. And I don't know if she does so much stand up, but I know she does a lot of comedic roles and then my husband said of course to mention eddie murphy uh bo burnham a few different people like that dave chappelle which i've seen a little bit of their sets because of him because he's made me watch uh, these stand-up comedians <laughs> cool i'm gonna keep it pretty simple i love george carlin i know they mentioned george carlin in the past especially when they were dissecting what is a a joke and how to make it funny, mm. especially with Roxy. And that was one of the examples. He was, George Cohen's amazing. His stand-up is amazing. I love him. Um, and then the other one I want to mention is, he's passed away now, sadly, uh, is Chris Farley from mm. Saturday Night Live and his some of his movies. He, he's like my spirit animal in a way because he's just like so funny and he's like a fat guy and he's just like fat guy in a little coat, fat guy in a little coat. It's just so funny. So that's who I look up to. I don't watch a lot of stand-up either. I mean, I've seen, like, Adam Sandler. My God, he came back with a recent Netflix special. That's a good yeah. special. And he's on Yeah, tour. I've heard that it's, it's great. It is so good. He, uh, he even did a tribute to Chris Farley on that show in which he yeah. re- reprised on Saturday Night Live as well, which is so good. So Adam mm-hmm. Sandler, yeah, his movies were kind of hit or miss for me, but I still like him. Yeah. He makes me laugh as well. So Tuesday show. Uh, sure, you're going to be alone on this one, Sarah. Why don't you talk about The Bachelorette <laughs> for a little bit? <laughs> okay, here we go. No, uh, so really what, what Josh and Christian were talking about as far as The Bachelorette was there was this big thing where the two Lukes on the show kind of went at it playing rugby um, on their group date. And the one Luke, uh, Luke P, who everyone, Christian, Josh, literally everyone on the internet is saying is crazy. <laughs> um, he picked up the other Luke S., Literally, you just see it kind of, like, in the corner of the screen because there weren't cameramen, like, recording it. You just kind of barely see it. He picks up the other Luke and, like, slams him on the ground. Um, And he's claiming it was self-defense, but the other Luke was saying that he was just running onto the field and he just picked him up and threw him and, uh, like, hit him and all this stuff. So they are talking about how he's kind of (laughs) crazy. And the whole drama with this week was Luke was lying to Hannah, kind of saying, like, 
oh, Lucas was coming after me, I felt threatened, but then telling Lucas that he he didn't feel that way and that he admits to lying, he admits to all the guys that he was lying, um, but he goes into Hannah and says, like, no, no, and just straights up lie to her face. So it just kind of, everyone's feeling very angry <laughs> at the moment with The Bachelorette. And I just think it's, I just love hearing, I say every week, I just love hearing Josh and Christian talk about it. Cause I just, th- I think it's so cool to hear like two, two men <laughs> really get into it, especially Josh. He gets really into it. And I just think it's so funny. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I do love listening to that as well. And it's like, it makes me like, even though I'm not watching it, I'm just like, I love hearing them talk about it. It's so passionate. And yeah. Course, it's so passionate. Like Roxy is supposed to watch it, but she just keeps forgetting to watch it. <laughs> and I think that's really funny too, is that like, the one female in there, like, do- doesn't, Roxy doesn't seem like she cares at all, or doesn't want to watch it, and it just seems very stereotypical if that would be something she would want to watch, and it's these two guys that are like, oh man, this show is crazy, it's, <laughs> it's nuts, <laughs> I just think that's so funny. Speaking of television, let's talk about the TV stuff they talked about just a little briefly here. Uh, first up, the Jeopardy guy lost. Yeah, that, I'm sad that people spoiled it for Josh, because he's so... <laughs> Like, that's so rude. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, I know. I, I was, like, surprised. I was like, and I know he, I know Josh is the guy, you know, who loves to watch Jeopardy, but it's just like, you don't, yeah. don't spoil it for him. It's like, what the hell? He was like, I'm the one guy that watches every night, and people are spoiling it for me. <laughs> dude, like, wow. dude, he lost, man. After all this time, he lost. Well, it's because of, you know, the thing is, it's because of Josh that everyone's watching Jeopardy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> because without Josh, he nobody's watching Jeopardy. <laughs> I mean, my parents watch it every night. So sometimes I'll watch it with them a lot of the time. But yeah, I, yeah. I, everything they were saying was like, I was interested because this guy kept winning. And I'm like, how long is he going to be on there? Yeah, that's working for them. But no, it's not it's, anymore. <laughs> came to an end. All because he was beaten by a Chicago woman who's a librarian. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was watching uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and he kind of made jabs at it for his monologue, and they kind of showed, they were, like, joking, and they showed, like, all the categories that they lost to, and it was, like, all related to the librarian in Chicago and stuff that a guy doesn't know. It was so funny on Jimmy Kimmel. Wow. So... They talked about a lot of TV miniseries, which is Layla Fosse Verde, When They See Us, and Always Be Maybe. That's a movie, actually. But have we? Have you seen anything new, show-wise? Um, so I was going to to watch some of these things, but I didn't, and I started an old TV show. Um, kind of old, I guess. Yeah, last night I was like, I should really watch the Always Be My Maybe, but then I just started watching Broadchurch instead, <laughs> which is a BBC show. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I'll get around to it eventually. Well, but, if you're watching that, you should be watching, um, if you have Prime Video, there's the um, other David Tennant show that just, just came out. Yes, the Good o- Omens. Yeah, that was the one, yeah. with I, I never seen it either, but I heard about David Tennant's role in it. I was like, oh, I got, I got to see what he does. Yes, yes, I do have to watch that. <laughs> yeah, that's something I should watch. I, I've been not watching anything new. I tend to, I'm getting to television more, but I tend to circle back to older stuff that I've been trying to catch up on, so I have mm. yet to watch anything new, per se. 
So yes, I I feel the same way. <laughs> but I am interested in in all of these. Yeah. Shows oh yeah, and that. that's why I listen to TV Talk, Claire TV yes. Talk a lot because they do do many reviews of stuff that I've always be interested in watching down the road. But it's always good for them to talk about that. One of the main things about this show was about the fire alarms that the fire alarms that went off during the Dark Phoenix screening. <laughs> that was so oh, hilarious. Yeah. It was like eh, 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 throughout the whole movie, and they, they explained how they split up the thing, and it was just like, "Whoa!" I have never had a bad experience at the theater per se. Really? I I I would say that slightly because they nothing only... that bad. Only the recent uh, theater experience I had, which was Endgame, there was kids behind me, so there was oh. ki- there was kids like talking, and there was a moment where the kid dropped their soda and it splashed on me in the back. Oh no! So it wasn't bad, but it made it so memorable. So I remember that screening so often in the movie. So I would say it's bad compared to the fire alarms that went off. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I had stuff during Endgame too. I don't know what what's going on with Endgame. But I had I had kids sit behind me, maybe like eleven, a few kids behind me, and um, he kept talking during the very end like fight scene, which is fine. Like I'm not I'm not upset, but he was like really excited and he's like, oh my god, it's Thor! Oh my god! Like just like Same. very loudly, but like I couldn't get upset because I'm like, okay, like this kid. And then when, like what Iron Man, like when he puts the glove on and goes to snap, he's like, oh my god, he's gonna do it! Like just yelling things, and I'm like, okay, I can't get mad because you're enthusiastic about it. But the other thing that happened that I was ticked off about was we're in like a, it was opening night, we're in a really small theater, and like really really small and it's probably like 10 minutes in i start to smell something and i look up and like four rows in front of me there's just smoke just going up and throughout the theater and these two guys were smoking pot during the entire movie um and there's like kids and we're it's it's literally the smallest theater that they could because there were so many screenings that they just start opening theaters that they had oh so God. it was the smallest one so you could smell it <laughs> and it was very obvious because you could just see the smoke just floating on up and filling the whole theater and i was like no and no one got up and complained like no one went and said anything because we were just so invested in this movie i was like come on like are you kidding me <laughs> no okay so the kid things like i the like before the movie started there was there was like a a little sister and like a like a older brother in a way but they're still young so the little mm-hmm. sister's like is the movie starting yet is the movie starting yet oh no <laughs> he just kept just saying and the, little, the big brother's like no it's not just relax it was, it was like and it was during it was the, just them yeah it was just them right behind me just saying that and it was like a, a commercial for um on star it was just like it was trees and woods and deers. Like, is it starting yet? And I was like, that's not the movie, sweetheart. That's a commercial. Oh, no. And then at the end, like you said, this this is the same thing that happened to me. The kid who were like, oh, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, yeah. Falcon, and just screaming yeah. all, all the names. Oh, it's, it's Captain America. Just like everybody screaming out loud. I was like, okay, kids, relax. So, yeah, don't go to the theaters with kids. Sometimes you can't help it, though. They just show up. <laughs> but See, that there's a complete opposite, too, because there was those behind me, but there was, like, two kids 
next to me, and they were behaving so perfectly. They just yeah. sat there and watched the movie. No comments, no nothing. I had that happen when I saw Wonder Woman. I was, it was packed, and I was so worried because we had this little boy. He was probably like five, like sitting right next to me, and he was quiet the entire movie. Like he did not make a sound, he did not move. I was shocked. I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> I was gonna compliment the dad, but I, I didn't. <laughs> uh, one of the things I noticed on Tuesday show is that uh, Riley's dog Leia is in the studio with them. Um, uh, you don't see her. You actually hear her, like, in the background, like, with the leash. And then, like, it was, like, a little howl or something or a little scratch. And he's just like, oh, must be the door. It's nothing to hear. Nothing to see here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I think Cody at one point just kind of, like, zoomed in at one corner of the table. You could kind of see <laughs> Leia's head. And there was one point, actually, I think it was, what was it? On Friday's show, she also showed up again. She was wearing a pink harness. And she was so cute. Like you see, like on Friday show, they'll, Cody zooms into her, and she's like wearing that pink harness, and she's like so cute. I'm like, oh, I'd love puppies, especially uh, Riley's a new pup. I was like, oh my god, so adorable. Let us see your puppy. You show up, the puppy. The puppy up. Just, just like do like the Lion King thing, circle life, <laughs> just lift her in the air, like it's our. Oh, that'd be life. so good. It's like here's the puppy, everybody. And just show it off, Riley. Just show off Leia and just just lift her up. It's like here you go, some puppy time. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. I'll pay. I'll pay for that. <laughs> On the Patreon, puppy time. A <laughs> uh, couple more things on Tuesday's show. One of the announcements that was f- floating around was that for Tarantino. His the comic sequel called Django and Zorro was going to be adapted into a movie, and I thought, what would be a good crossover? Because there's there's been some interesting crossovers over the years. There's like Jason versus Freddy. There was like Alien versus Predator. Uh, any crossovers you want to see? Oh man, I don't. Um, <laughs> first thing that pops to mind: James Bond and Mission Impossible. Why see, not? <laughs> that's what I thought too. Actually, to be yeah. honest. I did, because I thought, because I'm trying to think of, like, other spy genres, like, other spy yeah. films that James Bond could, like, cross over with, because I would love to see a dynamic between James Bond working with another fellow spy or something, and they bumps into each other, because I know there's, um, Felix Letter, which is, like, the American counterpart to James Bond in the films, mm-hmm. but, uh, there's, like, nothing to, like, compare to. I mean, I know they're trying to adapt to new actors and stories of Ian Fleming, but I would just love to see a spy crosser like with Mission Impossible, like Ethan Hunt, you know? It could be, like, yeah, that would be awesome. Like Ethan Hunt goes to to the UK or something and bumps into James Bond or something, or vice versa when James Bond comes to America. Or, um... Well, they have they have the whole, like, uh, what's her name? Elsa Fouch, where she works with, uh... Yeah. MI6, so you could get it, uh, get away with it like that. You could, yeah. And I was thinking, like, I mean, that's the ultimate thing with the spy thing. It's like, which is the best spy? You got James Bond, you got Ethan Hunt, you got Jason Bourne, even. Yeah, Adam Allen. <laughs> just, just have like the like have the uh, spy cinematic universe. Uh, I'm down. That's <laughs> that's all, that's all I would do. Just have like that's each awful. movie be each movie be a mission, you know, and as they cross over with each other. I love that. I love that so much, actually. 
That I, I'm serious. That's awesome. That is. <laughs> like, I would watch it. I would too. But I'm a Tarantino fan, so I was kind of interested with this because if this turns out to be a thing for Django and Zoro, which is going to be a sequel to Django Unchained, is he going to be involved? Like co-writing and directing it? Will this be the 10th film or the 11th film? Because he said after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood he would do Star Trek. I don't know. I'm mm. kind of curious. So I love Tarantino so much. So uh, Last thing for Tuesday show, which I thought was interesting because they talked about, oh, God, what was it? There was something that Josh was like ranting off about with movies, and he's like, it's too dumb for me. So he listed off all the uh, movies that it was like too dumb for, like, Exception, Arrival, Trio, Live, Cloud, Atlas, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy, which is a spy film, and then even like Mission Impossible, the first one, which is like, it's like really Josh. That really? was a little confusing. I agree with Josh. <laughs> I agree. At first, you're like, what? What is happening? <laughs> I was like, so this. So it, I mean, I can understand that because some movies are very so advanced in the plot, and there's some confusing elements. Like, wait, you get lost so quickly. So, is there any movies that are that got really too dumb? Like, you got, um, like, uh, I don't know. So, I don't, I don't agree with the Inception one just when people bring that up all the time because I, I felt like it's pretty easy to understand. Like, I know people bring that up all the time, like, Inception was too difficult to understand. I don't get it. Um, right. But for me, I agree with Tinker Tailor Soldier, Soldier Spy just because you have to pay attention. Like, there's just a lot, it's kind of very very slow and dry and you have to really pay attention to everything that's going on that's what i kind of remember of it and i just kind of got confused and i would look things up because i'm like i don't know who's who right now um interstellar really confuses me with yeah. the whole time travel and the him in the library behind the bookshelves like all that stuff i was i was kind of at that point i'm like i don't know what's happening <laughs> and then um i I don't feel like I'm too dumb for it, but Shutter Island just kind of, that was another one I kind of would have to look up as I was going along, like, okay, what's happening right now? Because there's just a lot of information going on. And that's one that's constantly, like, trying to fool you and make you feel crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some, I don't think I can name certain movies but i would say like certain genres that do that like mystery movies kind of get, get me confused depending on what the mystery yeah. is time travel movies for sure like depending on how far time travel goes into the movie like into the future into the past or whatever but i still love them so i tend to just like uh, what wait they wait and i try like understanding time travel for me is kind of dumb founding like i'm trying to like how does this work oh and, yeah and the timelines and pr my god primer there's a film called Primer, which is a time travel film, and it goes all over the place. Like, it goes to the past, goes to the future, and it's just like, you can't follow a timeline. He's like, what is going on? So, mm. I understand that pretty well. The last thing on Tuesday's show was they talked about UFOs and aliens. Again. <laughs> it's, it's like... Riley's like, you know that the pilots, they saw a UFO, and Roxy's like looking at it. It's like, wait, what's going on, huh? <laughs> do What do we think of uh, UFOs and aliens? Do they exist? I don't know. <laughs> I know, they keep saying, like, oh, if you don't believe, then that means, like, you're ignorant. If you don't believe there's life outside of Earth, I guess, or other life forms. 
Which, I mean, I, I guess there is. I don't know. I just don't think we've seen UFOs. I'm not sure. But, but I'm not going to quite, like, if you say, if you're adamant and say you have, then I'm not going to, like, say you're wrong. Because <laughs> how do I know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, if we made contact, I mean, we're at this point, we're just, like, waiting. And I, I don't know. It's just <laughs> weird. And there's UFO, UFO sightings are just, like, are people, like, high or something, and they're just saying some <laughs> things, or it's just, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'll let them believe what they want to believe, I guess. I totally, uh, don't know. Wednesday show. Uh, first off, uh, Mark Riley hosts this episode. Christian is, quote, sick. Uh, even, like, in the description for the episode, he's, like, uh, Christian's sick, don't add anything to the conspiracy yeah. theories to him. That's like, Okay, he's sick. And I, and I actually, when you go on through the rest of the week after Wednesday, you kind of see how Christian's going through because he is getting, he's he is sick, to be honest. He is, Yeah. he got sick from like Chicago and he's been going to take meds and whatever and going to the doctor. He was a little off this week. Like, yeah. You can just tell he seemed a little drained and tired, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, do do what you want to do and do what you can at least because yeah, it's it was that it was that him being sick plus the fallout from the big blow up from last week. So <laughs> that kind of, that thing combined kind of like really stressed him out and really put him yeah in a groggy kind of slow mood at least. Uh, but Riley does a good job at least hosting. I love him as I. I kind of miss Josh McCuga hosting Kelly Lighter Live sometimes. Used to do that when uh, Christian's not there. But yeah, Riley's really good. I at like that. Riley as a host. I think he's good. Yeah, he's really good. He's my favorite out of the bunch to host. Uh, I did try to note down some Cody cuts as usual every week. Uh, one of my favorite this week was uh, he was dancing to the theme tune at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> he just like cut to him. He's like all dancing. Da, 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 at the... Okay, this is one of my favorite moments. And then, okay, I'll, before we get into anything, Wednesday show was random. It was hard. Oh, to f- yeah. It was all yeah. over the place. So I tried to. <laughs> so I tried to keep it, you know, uh, stuff to talk about at least. But it, like, if you watch a Wednesday show, it is a random crap show. I mean, Roxy <laughs> was like off the walls. Like she was. Just... Oh bouncing everywhere which is oh. fine yeah painting <laughs> oh yeah um no 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 she she went ballistic when they were talking about instagram that discussion about direct messages and requests on instagram she just went like nuts and she even gave gave off the middle finger to riley just like like you screen cap that it's perfect like you could just show the middle finger off the people with that <laughs> it is so oh man like watch back for that because it's hard to like explain that but it's just like i love that and it's like roxy just perked up and just like had to defend her side and i I could understand her side of view with that because she's a female and of course compared to the males because everybody has different requests and messages and yeah but she does read everything so at least we know she's reading everything i try to post an instagram once in a while but i'm not like that into it i'm into twitter a little bit more and oh i'm on instagram twitter i do it all facebook <laughs> so, snapchat but, I don't know. <laughs> one of the uh things that caught my eye was like comp- comp- company policies for social media because roxy's like 
I think maybe maybe I'm thinking like there's she's working for different companies. Like I don't think it's screen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's screen junkies. I don't know if it's like. It might deep, be After Buzz. I know after she works Buzz. for them. So I don't know what company would have the policy for social media. And stuff. It probably is screen junkies too because of um, the whole issue that happened two years ago last year. Oh right, with yeah. the person they don't mention. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, but I, I know what that you're would about, make yeah. a lot of sense if it was. Yeah, so... I mean, it's a good policy to have because mm-hmm. you can never oh, yeah. be too careful, especially for... Uh, and it's a shame that it seems like it's more females kind of get getting the fruit of random and inappropriate DMs. But she didn't really say they were inappropriate. She just said... No. The ones that she were getting were just people calling out for help and her feeling like... She yeah, can't. I mean that's hard. That's really hard to go through. Exactly. Yeah, it's not just like the inappropriate stuff, but it's like all the personal, personal stuff that she yeah. people go to, you know, just like to talk to. And either way, it's just like they are just people, I and mean, they can't do much. They're not like a celebrity or anything. They can do anything, but it's yeah. it is just what it is. So throughout the whole episode like i said it's totally random so they talk about a trailer that came out shows and even like a biopic that's coming out that i don't even know who the biopic's about me neither so it's like i was confused what they were talking about i'm like who are they talking about yeah i even like i I looked it up i mean because alvin alley is the biopic by barry jenkins and i'm thinking who's this guy i never heard this guy and he's he's a core he's a a choreographer, a dancer, basically. So I was just like, okay. Oh. Okay. Well. Eh. Like I said, there's shows I have not watched. And it was like, they talked about a trailer I didn't see. I was like, okay, this show is like, I, I won't like get into it too deep with it because I don't know a lot of stuff. I speak to Instagram. Let's go back to Instagram a little quick because he, Riley had a cool like uh, interaction with somebody who was DMing him on Instagram about his, his previous dog, Cal. And it turned out to be the bass player from the band Shine Down, which I listened to. He's they're a pretty good band, so it was pretty yes. cool. Yes, I thought, <laughs> I it was thought that was pretty awesome. Cool. That was pretty cool. Like I was like, oh wow, that's awesome. <laughs> He's like like someone who's a in a band knows about Riley and Clyder, and like it's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I just I was so excited when I heard that. Um, couple of topics before I get into the other moment. Um, they briefly talked about Jurassic Park cast coming back for Jurassic World 3? Yes. I, at this point, at 3, it's like you couldn't brought him in early. I mean, I know Jeff Goldblum was in the last one, but it was just like... For five minutes. <laughs> it's Barely. like, you're going to bring everyone else back for Jurassic World 3? It's like... Uh, it seems a bit desperate. Honestly, they they just should just, just I don't should know. Th- this franchise is getting ridiculous. Yeah, I actually just watched the second Jurassic World <sighs> not too long ago, and I actually I mean I wasn't really paying attention, so I had a blast. <laughs> but I could see if I was like sitting in the theater and I had to pay attention to the movie, I could understand why people hated it. I was just in there like I was doing doing homework or something. I'm like, this movie's great. Like this is entertaining. <laughs> but it really is really stupid and I don't know. It just 
Well, I don't know if I would sign on if I was like Laura Dern or Sam O'Neill. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd want to come back. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna go with if they go with the third one. No. Like, like how? On like a different fucking island? Like different? Like well, now they're like out in the real world. Like they're all loose in the real oh, world. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like it ends with like the the um. Oh, what's that? The ones that have been like experimented and changed and stuff. They're all out roaming <laughs> the oh, street. No. So I don't. I guess. I guess now they have to call on the experts. I don't know. It just seems so uh, terrible, I mean, cliche. It is predictable. I mean, at this point, for the third Jurassic World, it could be just a retrend of Lost World. Basically, when the yeah. T-Rex roams San Diego and destroys him and just eats the dog in the freaking backyard. That's the worst that, scene. Of that I, was just, I was like, okay, you're going to do the same thing again. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the first scene I've ever saw of that movie was when he's eating the dog <laughs> as like a little child. And I was traumatized. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. And I'm still traumatized. I still won't watch that movie because of that scene. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like like you see the dinosaur eat it, and like the the leash with the doghouse is just hanging oh, from the it's mouth. The worst. It's anything when the the dogs that like I'm I'm a very I love animals and I Same. I cry at cute animals. It's it's a problem. So anything with dogs like dying and stuff, like trying to watch Kingsman, and there's a scene where like it looks like he's gonna shoot the dog i was losing spoiler i was losing my mind and my husband's like it's okay calm down and i'm like i swear to god if they kill this dog i'm out <laughs> like i won't watch john wick because i know what happens to the dog <laughs> it's a but problem it's only in john wick though i mean he the whole purpose of the whole movie is just like he's just yeah, but i don't want to uh... <laughs> it that's is... all right it is. It just happens once, and it's like, oh, he's ready for payback now. He's gonna kill for killing his dog. It's like, yeah, I guess in that sense, the movie is about revenge for the dog. It is, but then so. like at the end, like he does get another dog. He saves it from the pound before it gets euthanized. So it gets another dog, and he oh, so he survives. That seems too sad. But he's he's the new dog is like with him now. It's like he hasn't been killed yet. So it's just like he's like a dog companion <laughs> yeah. to John Wick in the. In the second film and now in the third film and then in the third film the new one that came out the, there's two new two dogs that fight now they bite the <laughs> bite everybody and attack and it's oh like oh gosh. oh the dogs are just redeemed themselves this time in the in the franchise so it's like you don't have to worry okay. about the dogs okay. being killed you're selling me on it <laughs> <laughs> oh it's good it's good it's, uh, i'm sold I'll, I'll watch it now um speaking of excitement uh God, I just love Cody, Alex, and then, you know, the other Christian copster. Just so excited about Pokemon. Like, I'm a Pokemon fan, and I just love when he talked about Pokemon, and just, like, freaking out, like, oh my god, po and he's, like, referring to Pokemon Direct and the new game coming up, Sword and Sword. It's like, ah! Yeah, that was great. That was really funny, because I just like how everyone else was so confused. Exactly, like, what, exactly. What yeah, he, he's like, like, is it a movie? Is it the sequel? <laughs> like, yeah, Riley's like, you're showing pictures of De De Detective Pikachu. What is this? And Alex is like, oops, sorry. He's like, that's all we have. That's all we have right now. Oh, I love it. I love when they talk about Pokemon. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. 
the last thing about Wednesday. I just want to ask this because it's a thing that's going around. Is superhero fatigue real? They talked about this in the um, show. I think someone said it on the show. I forget who it was, but they said that um, if the movies like are the same, come out like the same or the same formula, where it's the end, the third act is the big fighting against alien creatures and stuff like that. I feel like there is fatigue, like. Justice League ends with a big alien attack you don't care about, or, like, mm-hmm. movies that kind of end like that. But if they are unique and play in the genre, then I don't think there is that fatigue. It just depends. True. I mean, now it seems like it seems like they're starting to kind of go outside the box with play with different genres. So I don't... I don't know. If they keep doing that, I don't think there will be a fatigue. It's been going strong since, like, 2000 when x-men came out so it's been like 19 almost 20 years now strong with superhero films and it varies yeah but there's quality versus quantity and uh yeah it depends on what the movie is i mean there's so many superheroes out there i mean marvel's doing their thing dc's doing their thing those are the two that pop up the most but some some other ones in between like uh weather companies i think I know what oh what company it was valiant valiant comics is doing um mm. more movies now i know like i think bloodshot is the one coming out with vin diesel i know and then netflix has got to deal with like i said dark horse comics to produce stuff for netflix so yeah there's so much there's so and there's much all so different for the it most is. part <laughs> yeah and i appreciate that i mean it's great to see these comic book characters come to the screen because otherwise you just have to go <laughs> read the books <laughs> <laughs> so i mean the fatigue i mean like i said it's been 19 20 years there's a variety am i sick of them no if i watch it i watch it and if i don't i don't so be it i'm not fatigued by it i mean the th- okay the thing i'll be honest about the fatigue i'm getting now is star wars mm. <laughs> I'm so fatigued by Star Wars. There's so much going on with Star Wars. Because I'm like, they're all the same. Like, they're all... It is, like... Just a for- <sighs> formulaic and the same story. And, like, we're supposed to get something different with Solo, but it just ended up being the same kind of theme. And, like, not story beats, but, you know, it just feels the same. So it's I definitely be... get that. Yeah, same kind of three-story structure and the same kind of character arcs and yeah all that stuff and i mean i i, I appreciate the appeal and i know the appeal of star wars i i mean i like them but it's just like we're getting wait i know we're getting a break until like years from now for the next trilogy of movies after the ninth one um and then there's yeah. the tv shows and it's like thank god i'm not a star wars fan because christian's like a hardcore one they released the comics and the games and he's just like yeah if i grew up with star wars maybe if i became a fan like that maybe i would have been more interested in star wars but it's just like yeah that's too much for me to take in so much i i like star wars i grew up watch well i grew up with the prequels Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i'm i'm that generation Uh, but my husband is a huge star wars fan and knows a lot more than i am so it's it's fun to watch with him. But he's not like one of those angry Star Wars fans, thank God. 
Because if he was, I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. So all right, let's talk about the Thursday show. Okay, the Thursday show was all about DC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I like the DC news. I seen a couple of DC properties, but I'm a Marvel fan, so DC was just like hit or miss. I mean, they talked about what what I thought was interesting actually was the show on DC Universe called Swamp Thing that was canceled. I thought that was the most interesting thing because it's the most unconventional reason for canceling the show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because you it was watched? bad. It wasn't because it was bad. It was because like Roka said on the show it was due to like I think the tax thing in North Carolina was like fourteen yeah. million out of the budget and they didn't pay to do that and they had to shut it down because they didn't have the money to do so. It was like it's a budget thing and I was like, Oh, okay. It's a but yeah, people are like upset, like, Oh no, it's a good show and it's like uh I never seen it. I don't have D C Universe, so I have no oh, okay. idea. Yeah, I- I haven't watched it. I don't have DC Universe either. Me either. And yet, and, and yet, if you listen to Collider TV Talk, they, they it was sponsored by DC Universe, and they have to keep talking about the sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny how on the day of this day, exactly on Thursday, because I do Thursdays now, mm-hmm. Swamp Thing was canceled, and they didn't talk about it on the, on the podcast, but they keep promoting DC Universe and keep talking about Swamp Thing, even though it's been canceled. <laughs> I was <laughs> laughing so hard listening, like, Oh, they don't know. They don't know it's canceled. They don't know. <laughs> Their sponsorship's got a show that's canceled and to keep talking about Swamp Thing. It's like, stop it. <laughs> Are they going to air the 10 episodes or just stop? I have no idea. I couldn't tell you, but I, I think they're gonna probably going to air it, maybe. Okay. They got to have to. Unless, I mean, I heard I, the, the budget's insane. I forget how much they said, but it's like, I think it's like 80 million. Yeah, like I think that's what it was. A yeah, lot of money. Yeah, Roka said that. I remember that. Dorina started off the show for Thursday, and it was hilarious. It was like it was the great. best opening I ever seen. I laughed my butt off. Dorina's the best. God, I wish she was on more than two days. To be honest. Yeah, I wonder why. Why is she only on Thursday and Friday? That's a good question. I would love to know the answer because I I never understood why, and I we've grown accustomed to it for so long on the show. So I think it's maybe just to cover the two days that Roxy isn't. Yeah, that makes sense. But they've been on the show together. Exactly. They they recently just did that last. (laughs) Yeah, they just recently did that. So I'm thinking, I guess it's a schedule thing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, get her on more. Because her and Christian play off each other so well. Very much so. Oh, yeah. Another thing they talked about, Riley was, like, talking in his sleep. Have you ever, like, talked in your sleep or sleepwalked? Uh, uh, yes. (laughs) I slept, slept, walked, sleepwalked a few times. Nothing, like, crazy. Like, some people, like, walk outside of their house or, like, things like that. Um, I've, like, walked out of my room and like, talk to my parents when I was, like, sleeping, or I guess one time I was at, like, someone's house and, like, one of my friend's house and we were, like, sharing her bed or whatever, 
and I guess I like stole like her pillow like from her when she like got up. I don't remember. She oh like one I like woke up in the middle of the night and looked over and she was sleeping without a pillow and I'm like, Why is she sleeping without it? And then she yelled at me the next morning. I was like, You took it when I got up and I was like, Oh my bad I have slept talked in my youth. I remember talking in my sleep as a kid. And my mom would tell me, You're you talking to yourself in your sleep <laughs> So I would was, do that too. I don't know. It's creepy. Yeah, it's weird. I don't think I ever slept walk at all. So, but I thought that was interesting talking about that and the interesting side of that. Uh, the other aspect of a moments talked about in the show was Roka wasn't invited to Grace's birthday, which is Grace Hancock. So, and uh, has it been anything that we have not been invited to for like an event. Um, I mean, I'm sure, like, birthday parties in the past, like, when, when you're younger and, like, in middle school and, like, people start having parties and start not having to include oh, you oh at their God. birthday party. The, oh, just parties in general, they don't, you can, don't get invited to, especially, like, in high school, like... Oh, uh, I wasn't invited to any, any parties in high school, <laughs> so... That's, that's what I thought of me, like, it was just, like, all those high school parties, like, nope. hey, man, last night was a rage, and I was like, I never, you didn't invite me, what the hell, man? <laughs> there was a guy at the party that was, like, kind of, like, talking within the circle between Darina and everyone else and he was like showing off like talk about how much money he makes and the quote i quoted Dorina because it was a funny quote <laughs> so it took me a while to quote it exactly but as she quoted just as soon as he start talking about how much money he make that's like my giant my, my vagina was really dry and just need to leave the circle <laughs> <laughs> i cracked up Oh my god, I love how she's, like, off the cuff and, like, ready to roll these, like, what she says, and just, like, especially when it comes to, like, body parts and vaginas. Oh yeah, she does not care. Like, she was talking about, like, I don't know, they were just talking about all kinds of stuff, and they were just look like, I'm sure they were just looking at her like, you can't say that kind of stuff on the air, <laughs> like. At this point, they, they're very much, uh... Uh, they can't control her. <laughs> unfiltered at this point. Yes. There's nothing else. Like I said, it was a DC-centric episode. I mean, they talked about Matthew Vaughn with Man of Steel rumors, which I don't care. Uh, yeah, who cares? I've, I've never seen... I've seen half of Man of Steel. So. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Talked about DC not going to Comic-Con this year. It's like, wait, who the fuck cares if they're not going to oh, Comic-Con this year? What do you mean? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't, I've never been to Comic-Con, but... <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the, the only thing that DC sort of released, and it was Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot released, was the poster for Wonder Woman 84, which was... Uh, the release date was a year from now. I was like, oh, the poster looks cool because it looks like, you know, Wonder Woman's got the new, like, uh, costume on with the gold and it's got, like, the funky 80s colors in the background. It's like, oh, the poster looks nice. Did you like the poster? I loved it. Oh, real? I did not like the poster, so I oh, guess I'm the opposite. I would so buy that and put that on my wall. That is a decent poster. Really? Oh, Just I'm because of... Gal Gadot, or... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, just, like, 
the look and then like I said the background was just like funky and with all the colors I just I can't wait for this movie next year one year I gotta wait for it because I love I, I, I did like Wonder Woman the original film it was actually really decent so I'm kind of curious how they do the sequel so yeah I was surprised by Wonder Woman I was not excited at all going into it but I I really really enjoyed it uh, but yeah, and then this is starting to get to the point where uh, the shows are getting shorter. Like, Thursday mm-hmm. show was a little bit shorter. I think it was like an hour and a half at least shorter. It wasn't two hours exactly. But I was like, okay, maybe Christian's like done and he just wants to get off the air and so he can just recover from his sickness or something. Because Christian did come back like 20 minutes into the show. Because I know they were like keep talking and talking and it was, it was kind of funny because Roke is like you know hey hey uh, Riley sit over there because I just I want the table to be like all balanced between all of us sitting in different corners of the table and all of a sudden boom Christian comes in I was like okay that's perfect timing <laughs> last but not least is the Friday show uh so the first chunk of it had some stuff uh finally we get to know the origin story of Makuga's poppy seed allergy as a kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting because he always talks about, because, you know, like I said, for the Chicago trip, he couldn't eat the Chicago hot dogs because they had poppy seeds in the bun. He kept talking about the poppy seed allergy and I was like, okay. And he's like, and then somebody asked him what, where that came from and it was like from his youth, you know, as a kid. I was like, okay, okay. I can take that. I mean, I'm not allergic to anything as well, so I don't have any fun stuff like that to talk about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I me mean, neither. Uh, topics that were talked about in the show because there wasn't any other moments to be honest it was a short show it was like not even an hour it was like 15 minutes so they cut it 10 minutes short because at the end was the pre-taped Seth Green interview Hmm. and it it was a good interview it was it was it was very good I love Seth Green to be honest, so he was pretty cool talking yes. about whatever, and then Dorina bringing up Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a pretty nice touch mm-hmm. as well, because I love Buffy. Uh, because before the interview, Makugo would just like go up to Seth Green, and he's like, oh, I love you in Airborne, man! And it, that got me thinking about like underrated films that actors or actresses are not expecting the people to say I love you in. So is, is there any like mm-hmm. films that are underrated that you would like say hey i love you in that in more than their most popular movies to someone either actor or actress um okay i've thought about this <laughs> uh i i think for uh ian mcgregor i feel like everyone would say oh i love you star wars obviously as obi-wan um but for me i would probably say i love you in Long rouge because that's one of my favorite movies <laughs> Of all time, and I feel like it's. Don't laugh. <laughs> I feel like it's. I'm sorry. It's very underrated. Like, I feel, yeah, he's gonna get like the oh, I love you as Obi Wan. It's great, but I'm gonna be like, I love you in this musical. I think you're fantastic. Like, it's it's weird, but I love it. Um, another movie that's really weird that I think is underrated, but I under. Oh, well, I think it's underrated. I have no idea, but I could see why people think this movie is weird. Is um. The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which uh, stars, uh, it's Heath Ledger's last film mm-hmm. before he passed away, and uh, Andrew Garfield's in it, Christopher Plummer. It's 
a weird ass movie. Oh, Johnny Depp and uh, Jude Law and all of them are in it. <laughs> and right. It's a weird. It's weird. I love it, and I would definitely bring that up over to Andrew Garfield over like Spider Man. I think it's or Social Network. Like I think it's one of those movies that yeah. probably doesn't get a lot of people saying anything. And then um, the the last one I thought about was The Age of Adeline. Which has a uh, Blake Lively yeah. and Harrison Ford, and I feel like that'd be a fun one to kind of bring up to him, just because that was like in the time I think it was 2015, so it was around the time that uh, Force Awakens came out. So I'm sure he has so many famous roles that people are going to bring up, you know, all yeah. Yeah. Indiana Jones, all those movies, Same. and I think that would be a, a fun one to bring up because he's great. He's really good at it, and he's great in it. So. Yeah, with Harrison Ford, um, I would say like the Mosquito Coast is underrated film mm. of his, regarding Henry, which is another one by Harrison Ford. I would say, for sure. Like, and there was other stuff too. Like when you mentioned Andrew Garfield, I thought of like his appearance in one Doctor Who episode <laughs> when he turned yeah, into oh. a pig. I love Andrew Garfield. I, Any movie that he's in, I'll be like, oh, it's great. It's underrated. Like I just love him. I love that so much. That there's so many. I, I I would go to Johnny Depp and I would actually talk mm. about his first like acting thing was like Twenty One Jump Street the show and I was like, Hey, you were good in Twenty One Jump Street, I love that. <laughs> so I'm more like a TV oh, yeah. T V guy. Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, yeah. There's so many uh, there's so many like underrated films I couldn't even go into it, like but it's like interesting to do that because why talk about the most popular stuff? You gotta flatter the person you're meeting. It's like, hey, talk about this other movie instead and it's a good way to open it up as a you know icebreaker to talk things about with the person you're meeting yeah because it shows that you really like you did your research or you really just like what they did and you're not just walking in being like oh i just looked you up like five minutes ago yeah exactly uh a couple more things uh uncharted with tom holland is getting pushed to a winter 2020 release uh have you played any games like uncharted or anything like that um no okay me neither i'm not i'm not the game i'm not the video gamer but i am interested in this movie may maybe just because it's tom holland Mm -hmm. and i don't know anything about uncharted i would Oh, when was this? Was it last year or the year before? There was a fan film of Uncharted with Nathan Fillion. Yes, I heard of this. That is a really good uh, video and short film. It's really shot well, and it's got, like I said, Nathan Fillion in the role of Nathan Drake. And I, th- I, I believe like people are like rooting for him to to be in the role of that. But I, yeah. I, I understand Tom Holland as a young casting for this and you can set it up for a trilogy or a franchise film like mm-hmm. that because uncharted is basically a adventure story with a indiana jones like character adventurer so but set to modern times so it'd be interesting to see what kind of treasures and whatever adventures they go on with hmm. that any like video games we want to see as movies um well, my husband plays a lot of the Assassin's Creed um, video games, and I think, well, yeah, I know that movie was terrible, but I would like to see them try and redo it, 
just because I think the games are really interesting, like just the different like worlds that they go into, and mm-hmm. I think it's a really cool concept. And like he plays a lot of like Far Cry, and I think those different concepts are pretty. I guess, I guess it's all the boring like real life, <laughs> real <laughs> real world ones, but maybe like Red Dead Redemption. I don't know. <laughs> Some west bring a western out of it. I I would honestly love to see a redemption movie, like a western, like no no a, a wild, a western video game that I want to see. There's a super NES game called Wild Guns, and it's hmm. and it's a shooter up game, and it, you you play either as Clint or there's one other female character that's like uh, inspired by someone in the past and you keep shooting it's like a steampunk kind of western Mm. and you shoot up robots shoot up robots and there hasn't been like a steampunk western in in a while since like wow wow west 20 years ago Uh, i feel like like mortal engines was trying to be (laughs) oh god (laughs) and i also didn't see that i'm just saying Uh, from the trailer (laughs) i know oh god no, and then the other one, like, a real-life video game. Like, I, I used to play Crazy Taxi, and basically okay. picking... It, it would be, like, a fun little, like, racing game kind of thing where it's, like, racing against the clock to be the fastest to deliver people to their destinations. Like, it'd be, like, a... It could be, like, a, a movie where it's, like, direct competition with a big company and then, like, a little company, and it's like, oh, we're the little company, we gotta win against the underdog kind of story, so... I don't know. I I've, there's a lot of video games that would be great, but uh, so far right now, Detective Pikachu is the uh, most highest rated uh, video game Yay. right now. So I don't know how people can top that. Go ahead and try, people. <laughs> can't beat you can't beat can't Pokemon. Beat <laughs> you can't beat Pokemon. Lastly, but not least, and this is what I've noticed, and especially recently, I just want to end this off as a discussion here. Is television becoming a bigger thing now than films are when it comes to being promoted, and especially at Comic-Con? It seems like it. Yeah, like, I've noticed, like, there's more discussions about television and miniseries and stuff like that and promoting it here and there. Big streaming series like Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu, and freaking coming up Disney Plus, and it's just like... It's it's a juggernaut now compared to films. It's all I hear about yeah. television lately. Like I think we're in, like in a period of golden age television. Like TVs are TV shows are becoming so good right now compared to yeah, the past. Yeah, they are. And it seems like movies are just becoming more and more disappointing. It kind of seems not not every movie. Yeah, but it it seems like a lot of like the big blockbusters are just becoming disappointing and people are really going to television for that those nitty-gritty indie like movies that are just being spread out into tv shows yeah for sure and i feel like that if you're not watching tv it's like movies are just slowly i mean there's still a lot of movies coming up and i just feel like tv is like where it's at right now because all the streaming platforms and cables trying to like catch up with all that hype and yeah it is it, it's like i'm i'm floored like there's so many shows that i, I need there's to watch so much like there's so much tv is becoming a, a much bigger long form content for people to watch yeah. because 
uh, I was watching um, Variety does the actor on actor interview series, and they had Chris Pine and Robert Robin Wright talking to each other, Ooh. And, and that they were talking to each other because they worked at Wonder Woman, and they are doing TV shows oh, that. Yeah. Uh, Robin Wright was on House of Cards for Netflix, mm-hmm. and Chris Pine was promoting a show that's on cable, actually, called I uh, I Am the Knight or something, which is on TNT. Yeah. And, which is Patty Jenkins, I'm pretty sure, yep, is her show. Yep, and that's why they talked about Patty Jenkins during that. So oh, okay. <laughs> Robin Wright was talking about how David Fincher, who produced House of Cards, he was talking about how this was a show that was going to revolutionize television. Like, because instead of having a weekly basis for shows, they're all there and people can watch it whenever, you know? Like a book, you know? You can put down a book, pick up another book, come back to it later. You know, the consumer has the choice to watch whenever. Yeah. And I think television nowadays is going to that point where all the streaming services will give you all the episodes or have a weekly-by-weekly basis and you have a choice to watch or not compared to like watching on the tv you know on cable i had to like dvr it or watch it every week you know so yeah it's definitely easier and also harder because there's just so much there's so much but <laughs> like i said you can always it's, it's gonna be there and you can always watch it whenever you want when it whenever you get to it it's not gonna be like a show from the past like you know if you're trying to watch yeah that's true old show you know back in the day like back in the day like in the 90s or even like the 80s you you had to like watch it week after week because we didn't have like dvrs you know you would have to put like a vcr in or a vhs and to tape the show yeah. and if you miss or the show on the reruns <laughs> and if you miss the show on the week and people are talking about it, you're fucked so yeah nowadays it's so much easier to catch up on tv so quickly because of the binge watching and movies are just the same old thing Sure, there's... Plus, it's expensive to go to the movies. Oh. And it just takes up a lot of time, like, out of your day. You have to set aside two plus... Most movies now are, like, two or more hours. Yeah. And you're just... People get bored. Like, my one friend won't go to the movies because she's like, I can't be on my phone, I can't pay attention that long, and I don't want to be on my phone and be disrespectful. So, like, you also have that problem. Yeah, it's... The industry now is becoming more streamlined into, like, the internet, into streaming and to computers yeah. and all that stuff. Um, sure, movies are advancing with technology with, you know, animation, CGI, and everything's going to look great in the end. But, mm. yeah, like you said, at theaters, like, it's expensive to go see a movie. Even though you don't buy food, it's still expensive to go see a movie. Unless your theater has, oh, like, yeah. a special night, you know? Come to the movie theater. It's five bucks for a movie. Sure, it's good to do that for one oh, day. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> for that one day, it's like, sure, we can do that. But, yeah, and it, even movies, movies drop on demand or on the service, just like that. Netflix has movies now, and every movie comes out on stream platform so it's easier for people to watch and so i feel like you don't have to wait that long either anymore like you just have to wait like months to see it now it's like two to three months on digital and digitally yeah digitally is the the next thing that's happening now with movies so it's just like Mm. it's easier to watch a movie that comes out later and you don't have to don't have to wait for the dvd or blu-ray to come out yeah to watch it so i honestly like tv is here to stay and tv is it's going to keep growing yeah. 
that is it for the podcast. This has been After Live, the unofficial Collider Live after show, episode 17, people. Uh, this has been a great show, folks. Any final thoughts, Sarah? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll all be back next week. But it was fun doing the show. Yeah. Just one of us as well. Oh, yeah. It was always good. So uh, thanks for listening. I will promote some stuff because our producer, JR, has quite a bit uh, to go for. The podcast, if you want to know, is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud. Check that out for sure. If you want to check out our producer, JR, he is on Facebook and YouTube at Merc with Movie Blog, Twitter and Instagram at Movie Blog Merc, and the website is www.mercwithmovieblog.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Mixtape. And where can people find you, Sarah? You can find me at Twitter at SCBOC. Uh, so it's S S E A B O C K. All right. That is it, folks. We'll see you guys next week as we cover Collider Live. Goodbye. Bye.